Today on the podcast, we've got maybe the pound for pound baddest person we've had on the podcast, Macy Chazon. She's a 12th ranked UFC Bantamweight, upcoming fight in September. So we talk a little bit about that. But of course, we talk a lot about athlete branding. She's starting a new podcast and all things MMA, branding, UFC, and Macy Chazon. Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoy. There we go, Macy, what is good? Appreciate you joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Beautiful Dallas, Texas. I don't know if it's beautiful. What's yeah, it's gotta be hot there right now, right? I wanna open the window, but it's like, it's really sunny right now. It's, yeah, it's pretty hot, <laughs> but I was in New Orleans a few weeks ago, kind of training a little bit, and it's uh, it's like really humid over there. So yeah. I'm mm. actually glad that it's hot and not humid. Yeah. I was, I was in New Orleans for our cousin got married, Tim and I's cousin. So I was there uh, 10 days ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was there. Should've yeah, we sh- we should have met up. You guys at the same. Wedding? I don't know what the hell. I don't know how. Yeah. yeah, we really do much right now, so I mean, I yeah. guess it's pointless. But <laughs> man, we had the wedding was supposed to be like three hundred people, and then it now it was eighty yeah. people because all this yeah. stuff. And you know, we we didn't even do anything but go from our Airbnb to the wedding venue. Yeah, was, I can't imagine like having to pay like tens of thousands of dollars for a wedding and then not being able to do it, you know? Yeah, and not I know. Everywhere. That's, that's awful. I know. Yeah. And they, they were even more so worried about just people and the virus and like older people and yeah. Yeah. So I don't get to What's, drink and celebrate. Oh no, we drank and celebrated. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I don't even, right. Cause that's the only thing that matters at <laughs> a wedding is yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I, well, so we, we, uh, and we'll, we'll get to some other stuff here, but I don't really drink that much. I drink, two to three drinks a, a month. Like I don't drink a whole lot, but, yeah. but we, we flew our mother-in-law in to watch our, our son. So, and she wasn't part, it was my, it was my side, not the other side. So she watched the baby. We could turn up a little bit at night and then, you know, go back and get some sleep. But now that's our new Orleans story. Anyway, let's back to you. You got a fight coming up <laughs> September 5th, uh, which we will talk a little bit about the fight, but it, obviously what we do here is talk about branding, marketing, the outside of the actual sports stuff. But so you go September 5th, what's crazy to me, and I, and I you know, I've, and I found out about you a couple fights ago. You've been in the UFC for, you got four fights? Uh, I'm five and one in the UFC. What people Six don't months. really know is that the, uh, the semifinals in the Tough House counts as a fight. A lot of people okay. don't. Interesting. So like, that's what my record's yeah. like, kind of like, it's either 6-1 or 7-1, but it's, you, your semifinal fight is three rounds in the house. Yeah. So that counts. It's it's no longer an exhibition, so it's sanctioned. So huh. why is why is that? Six fights. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess because uh, you can't fight. I guess according to the Nevada State Commission, you can't fight back to back. Um, and so your first one or two fights in the house is only two rounds, mm. and they'll go to three if it's like a split decision or some kind of tie, I believe. But because of the law, you can't go, you can't fight back to back because usually when you fight, you're suspended, right? You're suspended uh, yeah. for at least 14 days. So the semifinal is the last fight you have until months. God, so interesting. That's what I would think that, you know, is going on with, with that situation. Well, so what was it like being on the Ultimate Fighter anyway? Like, I, I'm sure nothing like any other experience you've been around. Mm-hmm. You're living with a bunch of fighters. You were, well, yeah, go, yeah, first, first that. I mean, like, I, you know, I love people. I have, I have a lot of friends and stuff like that, but like, man, I just cannot deal with random people and random <laughs> people shit. Like being yeah. in that house, like 
it really like it's a big mental push you know which i think is good it's beneficial for athletes and it's beneficial for any person in the world right um to go through something like that but you know a lot of people had a hard time mentally in there and uh you know especially like people with kids and you can't talk yeah. to your family you can't watch tv you can't really read books you have to be engaged with these people so I felt like some people were going crazy, you know? So I just kind of tried to stay quiet and focused. Um, and it was just really, I think the most annoying thing was trying to deal with other people's shit, you know? Cause people were drinking yeah. and getting drunk. Uh. But, uh, but I mean, it was, a, it was a crazy experience. It's definitely something that I enjoyed going through, you know? to look back on now, but would yeah. I want to do it again? Probably not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they don't, they don't allow you to do like your own content throughout that. Right. They, Cause they kind of take everything or. Yeah. Or they do they encourage? Like, yeah. You don't have your phone for right. seven weeks. So yeah. yeah, they give it back at the end, which was kind of cool. Honestly, just being like disconnected from the world and from just focusing on fighting alone, you know, which I thought was really, really beneficial and cool in a way. Yeah, I, See, think I, that, so I think that UFC yeah. does a better job than most that would almost like encourage you, here's your phone, create a vlog for it, you know, like that type of yeah. stuff to show what's right. happening. But I, I yeah. get, I can see why they didn't too. Yeah. Yeah. They See, any coaching or access to the outside world. Yeah. Yeah. See that, that makes sense until now I'm looking at the W and I never thought about this till right this second, the WNBA and the, and the NBA bubbles. Like now it would almost make sense to be like, wow, you've got this. I know they're, they're doing it. It's a television show. The ultimate fighters are a television show. They're, they're putting out um, specific, you know, they're, they're filming it, editing it, cutting it. So maybe you fought on actually on Tuesday night and they don't put it out right. till. Well, we had Tuesday four fights or... in one night and each, like, I think it was like each person had their own like episode. Even oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I, you know what, for, for as much as we're into MMA, Tim and I, I've never watched a season or, an, or an, a full episode of The Ultimate Fighter. The only reason I watched The Ultimate Fighter was because one of my teammates was on okay. with Uriah Faber and uh, Conor McGregor. Okay. And that's the only reason I watched it, so. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But, but seems like something I would be into. But, but going back to being able to put out your own content, I think that would almost make sense. It's not, it would be different than an Ultimate Fighter which they haven't done in years now since your season, right? Yeah, it's been two, I guess two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think yeah. they're going to, they're going to have another one with Israel. They were supposed to with Israel Adesanya, oh. Adesanya and uh, Paula. What's his name? Yeah, Paula. Paula. Costa. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're supposed to be doing that. And I think the setup's supposed to be different. So I don't, I'm not sure. Interesting. Yeah, it's been a few years. Yeah. See, I would, I would like the idea of letting you now create it, of course, do it a little differently setup wise, but being able to let you have your phone and create your own content or tell your own yeah. stories from your angles. Right. And then you've got, you know, the dozen people that are there to be able to s disseminate to your crowds. Yeah. yeah. Like maybe, maybe, maybe it's not like an every day they give you your phone back, but maybe they give you a camera yeah. and then they can have their team edit like one of, you know, something like that that gives you guys the behind the scenes content. Well, yeah. yeah behind the scenes stuff like it was like called the confession room you would go upstairs right and talk yeah about what was going on um but you know i mean producers they cut and edit shit that may not seem what it really is you know yeah, they might split like just like, like a few words and like put it with something else and make it completely turn the other way yeah um, but i think you know not having the phones is it allows people to engage more with each other you know instead of like sitting there on your phone totally, yeah yeah 
even if you did it just for a little bit of time. I, I just like, I like the angle of you being able to tell your own story. And then also as you, you all are coming up, because most of the people who show up are not names, are not people you've heard of. They're not, uh, um, uh, what's his face? The guy from Miami, the backyard brawling guy who was on the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, he was on my season? No, 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 no. This is, this is old oh, okay. school. Okay. Ooh, oh, okay. Oh, my God. I should, I don't oh, God. I, I'm not the memory champ. Anyway, but, but you know, you're all, most of you are unnamed or, or not big names uh, coming up in the sport. So right. now you've got, you're teaching them how to tell stories. You're teaching them how to, how to be able to do their own thing with whatever, whatever it is you're doing behind the scenes. And now you're putting out your own content and you're building, you know, the, the more following each and every one of you fighters has, the better it is for the UFC. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. And they, they push with that. I mean, they push in a very small way, but you know, I mean, I think a lot of athletes, especially in the UFC have, are starting to find their own rhythm, you know, and yeah. what people like, what people don't like, you know, and some yeah. people kind of just like fall into it. I feel like sure. that's kind of the way it is. Like you have someone who's won like a few fights in a row and they're like, Oh my God, obsessed, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I think it's like, I guess it just depends on what the spectators really see in someone. Cause yeah. MMA fans can be horrible. Yeah. Oh, I think, I think, you know, they're sport, sports fans, especially on Twitter, are, are bad and brutal, period. But MMA is different because you guys are beating the shit out of each other. It's not like you guys are shooting a hoop or playing softball or baseball. So, like, there's, there's just – it attracts a different type of person. And also, it, it almost – feels different to be able to talk about it you know like you got knocked the fuck out like ah blah, blah. and then yeah I mean, so i mean there there's that there's also some really good fans and people a part of it too and i think the the oh, that was loud whoever's email that is the i think that the espn era has changed things a little bit where you're getting some casual more casual fans and i don't know if that's good or bad from that standpoint, it's good, obviously, because eyeballs and more, more attention to more people, right. more, more opportunities for storytelling. But definitely, I, I feel like it's been a little different storytelling because we, I mean, we, we, Tim and I watched when we were teenagers mm -hmm. and then got back into it about five or six years ago when Holly beat Rhonda. Yeah. Holly Holm beat Rhonda Rousey. That was kind of our, like, when we really got back into it. And now we, you know, we'll watch every single fight. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's on, uh, but but yeah, like that. That's what got us back into it, that story aspect of it. And Holly, you know, she obviously blew up from there. But who are who are your favorite athletes on? And I'm just talking from a social standpoint. I'm not talking favorite fighters. Who do you think does a great job on social media? Don't Conor McGregor doesn't count. Too big. Israel at this point's too big. With somebody else like that. I mean. Connor, obviously, I mean, that would come first in mind for a lot of people because he's really changed over from MMA to boxing and then yeah. into other stuff, you know? So I think as far as, like, marketing goes, he's really done the best, you know? Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. I mean, Ricky I'm, just I'm, tweeted I'm, out about 10 minutes ago. I was, that all he tweeted, and no, there's no context to this. There's yeah. nothing. He says, I accept with an exclamation. This is 28 minutes ago. It's already got 4,000 retweets, almost 20,000 likes, and 1,200 comments. <laughs> Just, I accept. Yeah. But that's, that's probably two in the morning in Ireland right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about yeah, Who I knows? Think, I, think, uh, I think Mike Tyson's starting to make a little bit of a turnaround. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. But, I mean, as far as, like, my favorite person, I've always really loved Serena Williams. And I know she's got some stuff that just came out on Netflix. 
uh, you know, and, and the way she kind of like really dives into like her life and mm-hmm. her husband who was the owner of Reddit. And, um, I mean, I've, I've always really followed her, but, um, I can't really pull anyone off the top of my head. That's made such a huge impact like Connor has, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, that's not good. I should be able to like, and that, this isn't about you. Yeah. You know, it, I'm just saying, we, we just had this conversation earlier about basketball. There's more women's and, and men's basketball and like content doesn't stand out. Same thing. We're, you know, we follow, if we're following meets, especially I'm following WNBA, MMA, super hard right now are the two sports I'm mm-hmm. watching big time over the last couple of weeks. And same thing with Tim. We're all watching these like basketball and MMA and, and not getting, like we're trying to think of the best content creators and it takes a second to get there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We obviously want to change that. I mean, I know of like some like women in M- MMA that are doing pretty well with like, you know, like, like racy kind of like photos and stuff like that. Yeah. But as yeah. far as like really reaching out to people in like different ways, you know, I yeah. can't, can't really think of anyone. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's Paige Van Zandt, that person. Yeah. And, and if you don't know who Paige Van Zandt is, she's a, well, probably a former UFC fighter just yeah. fought on last last contract was on dance with the stars. She does. She's yeah. good looking and she does do a bunch of like different stuff and right. people hate on her. Maybe you hate on her. I, to me, it's like, she's making money. She, and part of her thing is she makes a lot of money and works with brands and does stuff outside right. of sports. She even came out like two months ago and was like, I make more money on Instagram than I do yeah. fighting. Yeah. And you know, and, and she makes 46 to fight 46, uh to if she wins so she's not making nothing right but, right but her career really stemmed off you know and i mean no i i like page wins and, and i you know some stuff i do agree with some stuff i don't and i think that goes for like anyone right yeah yeah with, uh you know that 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 gets out there like that but i mean yeah her transfer over to dancing with the stars i mean it really did pull in a lot of viewers for ufc and for fighting and uh and i think she has done a really good job with that so I mean, yeah. you know, kudos to her. Like, I have no ill yeah. will towards her, but sure. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. But I mean, now, I guess if we were to think of someone, yeah. Yeah, but then when you do that, you you do open yourself up for stuff, and you just have to be ready for it when people, especially when you lose, and it's like, ah, go back to doing this, and yeah. you know, get on Instagram and the dumb shit guy, especially guys, will say it's. Yeah, yeah. It seems like it's people less are, like, women doing that making good money like even if it's maybe if she's making really good money like outside of fighting who fucking cares right like who cares like you're just like i I mean a lot of guys that i've trained with back in new orleans like nfl and nba they don't give a shit what anyone says about them because they're making money you know and and people are gonna say what they want to say and at the end of the day it doesn't really matter you know yeah yeah so yeah exactly and but yeah. but that is tough to do and we're not in the public eye like you would be or these other people are so i mean i get some hate sometimes from people and it's like eh, next yeah. like i don't it's so true though like you, you know the the mindset of like an nba nfl guy where i'm gonna make 10 million this year four million like whatever like i could see the mindset like that where mma it's different where like you have to build yourself you have to build yourself even on social media and you know, a lot of those times you get the fight because you're talking shit with somebody else on social media. Yeah. So that's where you have to, like if NFL guy talks shit to another NFL guy, the schedule is already set, you know, right. they're already playing or not playing each other. So it doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, I could see the mindset like that and where MMA almost means more on what you're doing on social media. 
Hey. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. I mean, uh, and that's something that yeah. I really struggled with because when I was coming up an amateur, you know, and even when I went pro, it was just a hobby for me, you know, and I just really <laughs> enjoyed doing it. I really loved being an athlete, you know, on the side while I was in college. Uh, and then I, like when I was coming up as an amateur, there was a lot of girls that were always posting stuff that people just really loved, but they like were horrible at MMA. Like these are people that I knocked out or, you know, or they didn't have like a great record, you know, um, which doesn't take any way, anything away from them as a person, you know, but, uh, I just really like despised it because I was like, why do you have to flaunt something? You know, why, why can't you just go and perform in the cage? Right. That, that was kind of like the way that I looked at it. But, you know, since that was like, what, six years ago, six or seven years ago. And now it's like social media is such a big part of, you know, athletes lives, you know, it's, it's, it's what's going to make or kind of break you along down the line, you know, longevity wise. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it just, it's been really hard to transition from that mindset to, to <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. It, it is the only sport where though you're right it's you can change your career path based on what you speak and mm -hmm. what you say on social media and that's there's no other sport like that where you're the like tim said the schedule's set doesn't matter if the lakers lebron wants to talk a bunch of shit to paul george they're not like all right all right lakers clippers finals let's do this yeah. you know it's it would be great, so cool. but, but only in MMA does this happen or boxing, I guess, but combat sports period. Well, it is a one person against another person. So yeah, that's what we yeah. like though. I mean, it's even like, you know, it could shit in a, uh, you know, a matter of a day or two. I remember the James Krause earlier this year, mm -hmm. I'll step yeah, yeah. fight what, two weight classes above what he would normally. And, and just for the fact of him saying, I'll fight anyone anytime and actually doing it. I mean, he got so much like publicity over that. And, and now I, I mean, he's riding that wave of like any, what is it? What's on his profile? It's like the, uh, any weight, any weight, any, UFC, any weight. Yeah. So, I mean, doing stuff like that, which happens just really fast and, yeah. and done a bunch of brand partnerships since. Yeah. That's I mean, riding that wave of it. Yeah. So, you know, I've like really, I really wanted to do stuff like that, but it's like, just like I said, like the mindset of like coming up and then be a part, being a part of like a very like, small group of people that you know you fight because you know it's discipline and respect and so i yeah. always had a hard time like talking shit about someone you know i just yeah. to, to get a fight or you know and i can see like people are starting to ride that wave and it's people love it i mean and you know like spectators love it um but it's so hard for me to like just just shut that mindset <laughs> out and do it yeah. But I, I think there's a way to do that and not to be authentic. I mean, either way, be authentic to you. Yeah. There's people in the sport that are, are clearly, they start stuff just to start stuff. And that can also be funny and good too. Like, yeah, sure. like, a, like Colby Covington, you know, whatever he does, his whole gimmick is just to get people to hate him. Right. Oh, for sure. And it, and it works. Love you or they hate you. People are going to watch you because they hate you. They want to see you lose or they're going to watch you because they love you. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he's done a great job of, of, almost being cut from the UFC apparently to getting a title shot in, right. I don't know, a couple fights, yeah. you know? And so there's, there's that, but there's, there's also ways to just be like, no, nah, I could beat her. Like, yeah. I mean, and not just not say, you know, Sajar Eubanks is who you're fighting next, not be like, I hate her because this and that, or she's this or that. And yeah. just be like, nah, like I'm, 
to me, I'm a much better fighter because of X, Y, and Z. And then, you know, she comes back and you come back. But yeah. You know, I mean, but, I think I think someone who like speaking of like riding a wave is like Mazgadov. If he wasn't on social media, or he wasn't on social media, his his manager. Yeah, in the last twelve months, he doesn't get as popular as he is. You know what I mean? Like he obviously had some great fights and great knockouts, but you yeah, can't yeah, yeah. can't interact with the fans. You can't have that that wave unless you're on social media. Like right. he was. Right. <laughs> yeah. You're, are you are you doing this podcast? You're talking about coming out with a podcast. We had talked the other day. You said yeah. you already did an intro. Yeah, which is like the intro is the hardest one because okay, so uh, we just couldn't figure out what we wanted who's, to name it. And who, then, who's who's we? Who's we? So so it's me and my partner Hannah, okay. and she's uh, she's a composer and a musician. She's been playing the flute for over twenty years. She teaches okay. at the University of Texas Arlington, uh, and she's got her own like composing thing going on um so she's really into the music world um into fitness too and so we're like let's do a podcast you're gonna play the flute for an intro and she won't do it but um (laughs) what but no we uh we you know we just talk about our interests and like you said like uh just trying to get like our word out there and 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 our experiences and and uh, just trying to show the world like who we are in a different way, you know, rather than trying to like just post picture after picture on Instagram or this, you know, trying to talk about certain issues or fitness or fights or music. So, yeah, yeah. great. I, di- I love it. Yeah, I dig it. And it seems like it's two completely opposite industries yeah. bound together by you guys. And then you guys can kind of intertwine with interviews and conversations and whatnot. Well, we started like during the quarantine because we were so bored. We had no idea besides like working out all day long outside and uh, just like running into random people and having these weird experiences. We're like, oh my God, we're going to start a podcast because (laughs) the weirdest shit happens to us. Um, And so we kind of started like during the quarantine and uh, we like got sidetracked and did kind of an intro and then sidetracked again and then I had, I had one of my friends uh as a, like our first guest uh on Sunday on our podcast to kind of talk about like functional patterns and uh oh, cool. you know the way it helps like realign the body and we worked with a guy out in Austin I don't know if you guys are familiar with functional patterns yeah but uh, it's biomechanics of the body so it's basically there's a guy that that trains in Austin that we had a session with that um has helped this girl with cerebral palsy and has like realigned her body. It's insane. So we kind of talked about that. It's like some interesting stuff, you know, whatever pops up on our realm, whether it's fitness for me or music for her. And, and, you know, whatever it is, and I said this in in your DMS too, like whatever it is, it's a way for you to, to build depth with your community, the people that are watching, there's going to be a connection, you know, I would have no idea that your partner plays the flute and what she does. I don't follow her. I follow you. So like, that's kind of just a cool thing to know and vibe with. Then it's, Hey, I got a fight announcement. Here's what I'm thinking about. Bam. Then it's in training. Here's what's going on. Bam. Then it's functional patterns guy. Bam. And then it's weird interactions and funny. Now we're like starting to get a vibe for you. When I, I I followed you for, I don't know, a a year ish now or something, a long time, but when I, I really felt like I got to know you through listening to another podcast you were on. 
because it was just like cool and you just were just chilling and talking it wasn't like it was anything crazy or special i didn't come away like oh that she's hilarious because she told these five jokes i just was like ah she seems like a cool person to hang out with and it was just from you speaking like this to somebody else yeah i feel like that's an easier way for me just because of the person i am to like express myself to people rather yeah. than like photos and like doing boomerangs you know and i'll do that i mean i i post a lot of training stuff you know but yeah. uh it's it's hard to portray that in like small interviews especially fight interviews when it's only focused on a fight and not you you know fight interviews can be so bad <laughs> and it's the same hard. really hard to be a good interviewer yeah probably but and, and the the tough part is is you know when you do those those media sessions uh with the UFC and you're there and there's like 10 people there and you're the from the media perspective you're trying to if you're not the first or second person, you're trying to find a different question to ask or different angle to go. But yeah. you know what I liked? I talked about this recently too, is the WNBA did a thing where they had 12 people come in or not 12 people, 12 media outlets. To, they were able to take control of the media narrative for a day in the bubble. So like uh, it was a complex uh, teen Vogue ESPNW. So they, yeah, they got to come in and tell different stories their way. So different angles, different places. Uh, but I'd love to see a fighter do something like that. Like, Hey, I'm, I'm putting here. I got a fight September 5th. Like you do anyone who wants to come, uh, interview me or have a conversation with me or take over, uh, do it. Let me do a takeover with social that day. Reach out. Let's do it. And, and not only are you now getting in front of their ecosystem, but you're having a different conversation with like a complex than you would a teen Vogue or a ESPNW. And now you're having all these different content pieces that you can work with now you become your own media entity from that standpoint yeah um you mean like they're taking over my content or i'm, I'm like no 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 they like for, for what they did is they're able to tell like complex is able to take over uh basically like telling the narrative of the day so they have you know whatever it is so like it could be interview sessions it could be lives it could be uh this this couldn't happen now but like in the future it could be all right you can come for training this day with me and and you know video and we'll do an interview and whatever you want to do but just like hey come tell the the story of my fight camp your way is kind of the the message of it okay yeah i i mean i've had like other people like sponsors and stuff do similar stuff like that sure with me. um but i've always it's always been like kind of like a favorite thing you know so I just mm -hmm. really knew how to kind of put that together for myself. I don't know. I'm just, I guess I'm just not really good at the whole social media thing. <laughs> well, get better. Doing a yeah, podcast. One, thing that, one thing we did, uh, I don't know, when was that? About a year and a half ago, the Michael Johnson. Pat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. About, yeah. About two plus years ago. So yeah, maybe it was by now. So, uh, so you got Michael it? Johnson was going to, I, I don't even know where they were somewhere in Florida, let's say. He wasn't no. even fighting, but he was going to the fight. I think he might have been um, so, a trainer or somebody. Or I'll tell oh, you. So here's, yeah, I got it. I got okay, it you're, you're, you're messing it up. So Michael Johnson just came off a big win. Uh, and the next week they were in Madison Square Garden. It was DC versus Derek Lewis. And mm -hmm. we just, I sent over like a handful of ideas. Tim and I came up with like, here, do this X, Y, and Z. One of them was do a takeover of the fight of the weigh-ins on Friday night. So all he did was a live on the weigh-in. So he was able to UFC channel that is right. Right. Take over the UFC's Instagram, which they had never done anything weigh in wise at, at that point. Again, this is like two ish years ago now. 
And he's on there and there's Stephen Wonderboy Thompson and different athletes behind the scenes of the way. It's not anyone who's actually fighting on the card, but people kind of just there, you know how it is behind the, behind the scenes. Right. And it was really cool and different. He's asking them questions and had these different, uh, like a different vibe than you even see on the account. And then also told him, hey, do a giveaway on your page. So, so he was able to say, hey, anyone who you know follows me, check out the giveaway I got going on. It was like a signed pair of gloves or something like that. Okay. In that weekend, really like 30 hours, he got 20,000 followers. Damn. And it was just was, like- a, It was nothing like UFC had never even done this either. So when we told him to do that, right. they were like, shit, yeah, you're going to give us like really cool content? Yeah, why not? So, but like stuff like that, that like you wouldn't even think that, you know, these places would be open to, they're definitely open to it, especially when you bring a unique angle to it. Yeah, and they need content. You know, now he's got 20,000 followers overnight. Different perspectives, I guess, you know. Yeah. Something out of the norm, yeah. Yeah, and, and even if us three did that, we would tell totally different stories, you know, if we were behind the scenes. So like, that was a really cool way for him to be able to talk, connect, uh, put his face in front of people. A lot of people have probably just seen him as a fighter, never seen him as like this funny dude who's kind of silly and, you know, had good jokes and that kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, like just kind of getting your personality out there, you know, from a yeah. different angle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the UFC is uh, how many, 50,000, 50,000, 50 million followers across platforms. There's, there's tons of eyeballs on their social media. So like pitching ideas and pitching content, stuff like that, I think can, can work. Now, sometimes they'll just say no, yeah. but there's different different opportunities like that more than you probably would think at this point so you're not saying i have to like get my face tattooed and like dye my hair and shit i, mean, I don't <laughs> think that's a bad idea either what are you, what yeah, are you no, thinking i don't think my mom would be down with that. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, you can go above the neck <laughs> i i think you don't have to do anything you don't want to do yeah, and you can you can just be authentic to you and be really yeah. dan- just but just more of you we need more yeah. of you i think i personally be a little bit louder well, i don't know if you need to raise the actual level just more like let us peel back a layer of the onion not all the layers but just like a layer yeah, yeah i agree i agree i don't do enough i don't do enough of it so yeah, and, and sometimes it's a bitch to do. I mean, we, we get that. But finding ways to minimize the hassle or the, the reasons to not do it to the podcast, whatever you've, you've started it twice and then not done it. So like, how can you eliminate those reasons? Was it, ah, you know, your, your girl didn't love the intro or, you know, no, or whatever the have, thing is. We have it. It's ready to go. We just haven't like put it out there yet. Yeah, put it out. Well, do you think it's like good to like make a video, like video it? or just do the podcast or I, I would do the video how, how did you guys set it up was the with the functional patterns person were they actually physically with you yeah they were next to me he was sitting next to me okay yeah all right yeah I mean I like the I always like the video aspect of it because then I can see your face and then when you post it on social I'm looking at yeah. you do it yeah. but but there's like, you know, I never would have done Zoom before. I hated Zoom. Tim always wanted to do Zoom podcast. Zoom. I'm like, I, don't, I want to get a vibe for the person. Let's sit on this couch and, and talk. That's cool. But that, it's hard to do that right now. So, But, but you can't do it. So we, we've started the Zoom and now I love the Zooms. But, but this is so easy to do with the Zoom now. It's all like right now I hit a record button. I hit live stream and we're up we're on Twitter live right now. And then as, as soon as I'm done and I end the meeting, it'll record to my computer. Cut it, edit it. We're up in two seconds. Yeah, 
But yeah, I, I think if you can do more video, I would definitely do more yeah. video. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, and it's crazy because like I like sit down and I'm thinking like, okay, podcast, like there's like so many people that I know, you know, and I'm not just saying that, but there's a lot of people, you know, NFL, like Saints, Cowboys that I've trained with, you know, Greg Monroe. And then I have a lot of guys that I've trained with that have trained a lot of like really high level athletes and, you know, getting their perspective on stuff. And so there's a, there's a lot of people that I know that I could get on there, you know, and talk and talk about times that we've had together and stuff. Uh, and I've been thinking about it for a while, but then I was like, okay, like everybody in the world has a podcast, but like you said, you know, it, it's, this is the perfect time to have one, you know, just because everyone has one doesn't mean that yours isn't going to be accounted for, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited to start, to start doing it. Yeah. And, and even from that, so you have Greg Monroe and person X, Y, and Z, make sure you create something they'll share you know, a video is something that's flattering of them or something they say, or a funny story or whatever it is, create a, a content piece. So they have it, they share to their audience. And now you've gained an extra handful of, or thousands or whatever followers and viewers of your podcast. That's like, when we do this, you know, well, this will be five to 10 pieces of content, not just a podcast. That's going to be 45, 45 minutes long on Twitter and, and or on, on YouTube, Twitter and podcast platforms. But now we'll create these content pieces. Of course, we want you to share, but for us, it's, it's us sharing a message of like, here's what athletes should be doing. Here's, here's this person we talked to. Here's a great idea that someone who's never heard of you that plays football is now like, Oh shit, I should do what she did because she had this mindset on it. Like th those types of things. So create creating shareable content for them, I think would be super beneficial too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, no, I, I've always really liked the idea. I just, you know, I just, was like, okay, maybe I'm just not that person that has the ability to do it, you know? Yeah, I would, yeah. I would also be strategic on your end too, where like, you know, I don't know where, like what angle you want to take it, but maybe it's, you know, you're, you're having on some of the sponsors or the owners of the, um, some of the sponsors where you're interviewing them and also getting the word out. So maybe that's part of your assets where, you know, the, the owner of the company will come on your podcast and they get X amount of views. And then you're adding that onto your value and your sponsorship package or whatever that might be, or, or maybe, maybe just maybe a, a potential brand will see you during the podcast that never knew of you. And they'll just get discovered through the podcast. So I, I'd be strategic, even the ways of bringing people on with that. Yeah. angle. And, and, and just don't make it a, a kiss ass piece of like, so what do you do? How is your, what's your brand? How can you, you know, yeah. just like a, a general conversation, I think would be great. Conversation, yeah. 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 And honestly, like I said, like it takes a certain person to be a good interviewer because you're not going to sit here and just ask like questions, right? Yeah. Open any questions, whatever. Um, you, you have to actually talk to that person. You have to engage with them, you know, and yeah. sometimes it's hard. I mean, like if you're not used to doing it, Right. Like, how do you go like flow, like organically from one thing to the next without like this awkward pause? But, uh, that's where like, the flute comes in. Yeah. That's yeah. Really. And I was telling Hannah, I was like, you're going to play the flute, just a small little trill, just a little. <laughs> yeah. All right. People are going to love it. You're going to have so many musical followers. Yeah. Right. But, uh, I think, yeah, I think, I think just having those two different like sides, those two different like views, I think it could be a fun podcast, you know? And like I said, like, I have, I have CBD sponsors, you know, I, I, I know people with this here, there, you know, I've trained with these people. So I think it could be cool. You know, I, I, I just, I just needed a little push because I was like, okay, can I do it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad you're doing it. And, and if you need to like those other people that you work with, just get a zoom account. 
20 bucks a month and you can start if instead of only doing in-person ones, which I still think are better when possible. It's fun. I know it is fun. It is fun. You can like drink or, you know, smoke or whatever. And yeah. And then completely mess up the podcast because you forgot what you're going to say or ask, but who cares? Yeah. Yeah, That's the cool part of it. You know, that's the fun part. I I think Rogan forgets where they're at half the time and they're just, I like around the conversation. They just go another direction. Put some sunglasses on in a spacesuit. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Right. I I popped on Rogan had Post Malone on yesterday. Oh, and cool. Yeah. So I I watched the first five minutes of it. I'll probably listen to more because I like Post Malone too. But the first five minutes, Post Malone says, "I haven't slept yet." It's like two p.m. Haven't slept yet. They're both on mushrooms, drinking Bud Light and smoking cigarettes. Or at least. It, Post Malone smoking cigarettes and, and I don't know what Rogue is probably smoking weed. Yeah. yeah, but it's that's in the first five minutes. So it's like they take it and that's the most popular podcast in the entire yeah, world. People are engaged like, holy shit, this is awesome. Yep, yep. Yeah. Well, cool, Macy. We appreciate it. Appreciate you coming on. We're rooting for you September 5th. Even if you like, it's, it's a weird thing where I do. I think Tim's this way too. Having a conversation, I immediately like root for somebody. Like, oh. Like I, I'll be, we'll be yelling like, here. Super biased, like, oh, we have her on, we have her on the podcast. Biased. Yeah, no, exactly. I, man, I appreciate you guys so much, and like, thank you for the push. Like, you know, I, I really, this is something I wanted to do for a while, and I just didn't. I was like, okay, well, like, am I, like, do I have the right views? Or you don't have to be one way. You know, it, it's all about yeah. trying to express yourself and getting your word out, and you know, people are going to take it or leave it, you know? And, and I think it's just one of those things where you just have to be vulnerable. So do you just yeah. do you. And if yeah. we can help in any way, let us know. For sure. Thank you so much. Deal. Appreciate you. Cool.